Welcome to the Eagles Nest Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this recent message by Senior Pastor Tim Winter. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Kiri. Now, for those of you that are here for the first time, I want to welcome you, but I want to give you some inside information. Uh, Pastor Clark and his wife Linda could stand up here, but since I got here first, I will. I want to honor this girl. She's from the uh, country, the Ukraine, in the city of Sevastopol, north of the Black Sea. And uh, she was a, a, a student of that country, and Clark and Linda adopted you and your brother into a, their family, their beloved family, and our church family. Haven't we been blessed growing up with uh, Julia and her brother David? But I'll tell you what, this is, this is pastoral inside marriage counseling stuff. I'm going to take a peek inside the curtains here. When you and I were counseling, and you're telling me of your dreams and your heart and your vision, I could see you falling in love with that little giggle. <laughs> but I'll bet you didn't know that was just the tip of the iceberg hanging. How about the meat she gave us this morning? Will you thank God for the revelation coming out of there? Thank you. Thank you for your dedication to Jesus, Julia. She also serves in the, in the medical industry. She takes care of people in the later seasons of their life. And sometimes she'll say, Pastor, you know, oh, one of my friends passed away. It's just kind of normal. But everyone's life is going to end on this side so we can get to the other side and and God's entrusted you with that passageway. So we bless you. In fact, will you stretch your hands toward this couple? In Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for your blessings decreed from heaven. Uh, there, the, a full inheritance. You said, this day have I begotten you. You are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And may the Spirit of God bless you, cover you, guard you, and guide you into his increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Julia. Wow. I feel good words all over in this house. How about the worship team? Will you join me before we release the kids in honoring our worship staff? These people live in the presence of God. They sing. They play. Uh, I went by my son's house the other night. I saw all of the lights on, so I pulled in the driveway. It was dark outside, and I knocked on the door. Nobody answered, and so I just let myself in, and I found uh, Emily uh, cooking over there and making dinner. And I, I thought, well, I wonder if Mitch is in his guitar studio. And sure enough, he was. And I went in there, and I interrupted him. He said, Dad, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on Sunday. I'm just in, a, in the flow. And I'm glad when people are in the flow. So I want to honor all of you guys. I thought it was really rich today. And um, we're going to honor our Kenya team heading out to Mercy's Light um, Women's Shelter and Home in Kenya. I know some of you have been invited to go there. In God's time, he'll, he'll make that way. But Ron and his wife and Chris and Carrie are heading out that way, so we bless them and we'll agree together. All right, I'm going to take this new, this new Apple Mac and navigate through it. Thank you. And uh, I want to honor uh, Thrive Team, Desiree. I'm sporting my new, ebon, my new sandalwood watch that I finally figured out how to get it down to my wrist size, and it's beautiful. I'm a woodsmith. I enjoy wood, and so thank you, Thrive. This is my birthday gift. Thank you. I'm uh, looking at uh, 1048, so I'm going to click off 30 minutes on this and enjoy it with you in the Word of God. Will you uh, agree in prayer with me as I dismiss our children? Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you for all the good words that have been spoken and sung and shared. And we thank you for the good offerings that have been ministered. And Lord, I just want to honor once again uh, Julia and Ian in their first year of marriage, dedicating it to the Lord. As you have told us, when you get married, you get a whole year to, to enjoy each other and figure out the new uh, two becoming one and one becoming a new family. So we bless them. And we bless all that they're putting their hand to as they guard and guide our little ones in children's ministry as pastors. Bless the word of God now to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. David, is that my water? Is, that, is it me, Emma? Okay. I'm going to ask you to open your Bible to Joshua chapter 3 if you have one. I think I have some slides ready. We've been up in the word of God together in G the first epistle of John, I've really enjoyed my time with you and uh, soaking before the Lord.
In that, if I might summarize just real quick, get, spend a few moments, I'm going to jump down and slide number five if I could uh, there. Is that Wendy back there? Thank you. Appreciate Wendy and Julia and Emily and uh, all those that are on our technical team. We appreciate everything that you're doing. It helps us to learn. But here's a, a quick summary of the first John uh, chapter one, one through five or eight. Now, the message that we are sharing that we have heard is eternal. It didn't start with me. It didn't start with you. Didn't start with Billy Graham, it started with God himself when he spoke to himself, being one being three, let us make man in our image. And when that image and likeness was marred with sin and man fell, God said, let us redeem them. Let us pay whatever price is necessary to buy them back. I'm here today because of that eternal message. That's what John was sharing. That message comes to us in a tangible, auditory, or visual manner. And normally we hear first that which we have, that which was, 1 John 1, 1, that which was from the beginning, that which we have heard with our ears, which we have seen with our eyes, that which we have looked upon, or the Greek could be translated, that which we have fixed our gaze upon, and our hands have handled, he went through all the sensory realm there, that which, so this isn't some spiritual pie in the sky God that I hope is there when I'm at, at, at my la last breath of this earth. No, he's a personal God. He knows your name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows every thought you've ever thought or will think until the day you take your last breath. He knows how many heartbeats. He knows everything about all things at all times, and he's decided to be your personal friend. How great is that? Will you say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That which our hands have handled of the word of life, we declare unto you. So uh, out of those, uh, he, message being eternal, we hear first, we see with a glimpse, and then we turn and look upon and touch his presence. We find that he's very merciful and gracious, and then we are given the responsibility or privilege or, uh, wow, it's like a, a Super Bowl ticket on the 50-yard line. We get to declare the message. So we're talking about declaring the message, and then there's an element where you get into... Uh, God really cares about me, and he takes you into new things. Last week, we were talking about new things, and we talked about the element that uh, God said to Nicodemus, number seven, real quick there, when he, Nicodemus was a teacher, and he, well, let's, you got that, uh, God says, behold, I'll do a new thing in the earth, and shall it not spring forth, and you'll know it. Well, how will I know it? One of the ways you will know that God is doing a new thing in the earth is by the uh, message that he gives to his communicators, his seers, his climbers, his hunters, his fishers, his shepherds. Or you might say, if you're okay with this word, his prophets, his apostles. There are people that are called, I'm one of them, to hear the word. I don't create the word, but when I hear, I process and then I speak. Amos 3.7 says this, God will do nothing in the earth, nothing in the earth, except he reveal it to his servants, the prophets. So the spiritual God goes through a metamorphosis from spiritual. He transfers himself into the natural. It's kind of like, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> you know, and there's Spock, and there's Dr. Kirk, or D D Captain Kirk. <laughs> you know, that, that's all kind of getting us to relate to how it really is in the realm of the spirit. We can't see God, so God makes himself uh, available. Available is a good word. And uh, that, that new birth is what gives us access to the availability of knowing God. Well, that came out good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel good words in here today. The new birth gives us access to God's availability. And when Mitch was uh, doing his work in Hollywood, he had uh, three three agents out there. In fact, Miley Cyrus's agent was Mitch's agent, and, and when Mitch was auditioning, when Miley Cyrus wasn't a, a when she was just a hopeful Hannah Montana, we were, you know, in the same room and up there at the, I think it's the 34th floor of the Disney Tower when she worked for Disney, and um, it's a really, really cool place. In fact, there are parking lots at Disney. You don't think there's money in entertainment? There's money in making people see what they want to see. There's money in that. There's increase in that. People want to feel good. People want to know that or hope that they, they matter and that they look good. 
So Disney does a really good job at that. The, the, the parking lot is a red glazed porcelain. I remember rolling in there. I rolled down the rented car windows. I said, Mitch, that's the rubber on the parking lot. Holy, the rubber of the tires. It's like I got out, I hope my feet are clean. I mean, if, if Disney can do that in a pretend world, how much more can God make his family clean in a real world? But we got to transition. We've got to understand that there's a difference between the spiritual and the natural. Here's what I wanted to say about having access. When, when we went up there, we went in and we checked in on the first floor. He needed to be up at the uh, 35th floor because it was serious. It was, <laughs> I had the contract in my hands. I'll never forget the attorney touching my face. Don't worry, Dad. Disney's checks don't bounce. <sighs> yeah. The contract was this thick. Well, they decided that uh, black hair, that's just not going to cut it. We want to sell these programs. We're going with the blonde, sorry. And, and that's when Mitch said, you know, in L.A. when he was living out there and helping establish the other church because he spoke Spanish fluently and was doing worship in Spanish. He called me one day. He said, Dad, I'm done. I said, what do you mean done? There's always going to be another, another movie, another show. No, I'm done. I said, what do you mean, Mitch? I'm done being a piece of meat on a hook. They don't like the way I look today. I'm coming back to help you build your church. And... It's going to work. Uh, but wh when we were in Disney, this is what happened when I went in and found out they're, they're going to take the, uh, uh, the brown-eyed blonde instead of the blue-eyed brown. It's just crazy when that's all you're, you're compared to and, you know, she's, she's more and he's more. And I thought, boy, God, I love Clark's slogan on his, uh, on his latest uh, PR work, because you're beautiful. Turn to your neighbor and say, because you're beautiful. Did you feel it? Look at it. Look at the energy in here. Alicia, because you're beautiful, Jesus died for you. And, and then when I went into Disney at the lower level, they said, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give you an all-access pass to the building. And I thought, oh, I hung the lanyard on here. I said, Mitch, you go do your thing. I'm going to do some exploring. And I went down all the hallways. I saw Mickey Mouse. I saw all the stuff. And, oh, man, God wants to give you all-access pass through Jesus Christ. But then I can remember, me being who I am, I started wandering, and I had my past, but then all of a sudden I had these guys following me. Sir, where are you going? Well, you can't go here. I said, I got all access. Those are archives. That's not what your past gets you into. So there's still a leader that you got to follow, and it was fun. I remember seeing the wide world of sports, how it, how it began, and oh my, oh my, those fun days. When you follow Jesus, get ready for a life of adventure. Nicodemus, next one, Nicodemus knew all the right stuff, but he didn't have this new birth access into the availability of God. He had the, he had the Torah, the scrolls, the Moses, Mosaic writings, but he, and he knew what, the, what they said, but this is, it, this is everything, because Jesus said this. It's not enough to know what it says. You've got to learn what it means. Go and learn what this means. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. If you would know what this means, you would never point your finger and con condemn the guiltless. And he's talking about someone trapped in sin, which could produce guilt. Jesus was getting ready to do a new thing in the earth, and he's done it in my life. And this is what it is. He removes guilt from your life. We call that grace. We call that mercy. We call that free righteousness. Whew. Good words are being spoken in here today. So there's a new way. Uh, John 3, 6 said, J Jesus talking to the, to the Jewish teacher. Very respectful man. In fact, I never want to put Nicodemus in a dim light. Because I, perhaps in some areas, perhaps, absolutely in some areas of my life, I'm still living in a dim light. But Jesus said in John chapter 8 and verse 12, when the woman was uh, trapped in adultery, was released, he said, he, I am the light of the world. Read the first 11 verses. It'll change your life forever. God's not here to point a finger at your sin. He's here to point a finger to Jesus' cross. That cross is the end of sin for righteousness for me. It's the end of performance. The cross was a free gift to my life and and Jesus was letting Nicodemus know that. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Don't marvel that I said unto you, must be born again. 
It's like the wind. You can't catch it. You can see its results. And Nicodemus wasn't there yet. He said, I don't know how these things can be. So he was in a dim light. But also remember that this conversation with Jesus. Uh, could you just go to slide 18 real quick, Wendy? I think that's where I want to end. Um, ended in verse 16 and 17 and 18. For Jesus said to him, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him. Say, will you say it with me? I believe in you. Jesus, that who, I would not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So Jesus, Jesus guided Nicodemus through his understanding what it says to the place where he would learn what it meant. Changed his life, in fact, courageously, courageously, fearlessly, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea approached Pilate begging, begging, Begging for the body of Jesus. Do you have that kind of courage in you? If you're born again, you have that courage seated in you. I need to have more time with this Jesus. That's what we're all saying here today. Because when you have that heart... When you have that mindset and you've made your decision, then all you've got to do is manage your life. You're not wrestling with, should I or shouldn't I? It's Friday night. Hmm. Should I or shouldn't I? You're not in the canoe. I don't want to leave the pier. That's, that's a dangerous place to be. You're going to get all wet. And so you either need to do one or the other. Nicodemus followed Jesus. Jesus said this in John chapter 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world. He that follows after me. That's the key I want to get to Joshua here. Uh, give me one more minute to summarize. He that follows after me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I might need to hire somebody just to stay right here and keep Apple open. Because Lenovo, I could touch it anywhere, and you know I'm a handsy kind of kinetic energy guy, and this doesn't let me do that. So I'm learning. He that falls after me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. When we're talking about the new things that God is doing in the earth, I want to move it now from the outside out there to inside in here. God wants to do a new thing in here in every person's life, and he's already there where he's guiding you to go because he's eternal. Man positions himself on the pier and on the canoe. God's at both places. If he's saying, we're taking a boat ride, then you got to take this leg off the pier and get in the boat. If he's saying, that boat, that's... that's Jonah, you're not supposed to be on the boat. You're supposed to be on the pier. Because I love those Assyrian, Islamic Ninevites. And I even love their cattle, Jonah. So go tell them about it. I ain't. God's not a Democrat. He's a Republican. Don't you listen to Rush the Limbaugh? Oh, yeah. Well, you go down and listen to some of these. Go listen to T.D. Jakes. Oh, my God, not a Rush Limbaugh Republican. Don't you know he takes care of everybody like a perfect Democrat? And he does. He's the perfect socialist, the perfect capitalist, the perfect republic. He claims it all and gives it all. Whew. Nicodemus caught that. And believe this, and courageously begged the body of Jesus, and was given the body of Jesus. How, what an honor. Lord, I wonder what honor... Don't touch the screen, Tim. Okay. <laughs> I wonder what honor God has reserved for you that no one else can do. I want to be part of that honor. I want to be part of that success. I want to be the fan... Uh, on the stand, I want to be like it was yesterday. We, we uh, wiggled into Clark and Linda's apple-picking annual holiday. They're 
friends used to, or parents come down from up from Arizona, down from Minnesota. We all convened at the Apple Orchard, and yesterday our grandchildren were on the horses. I mean, they were going like, I, I think the horses, they were like on, I don't know if it's drugged or all they could do is put one, <laughs> but for the little ones, oh my, it's, <laughs> it was so fun. God was doing a new thing for Mitchell and, or Judah and a new thing for Ariella. Well, when God does a new thing in your life, he sends a messenger. Remember Luke? The Luke and Gospel where we, we gave you Mary's story and Zechariah's story? God was going to do a new thing in both of their lives, and it was going to influence the whole world. But I want to point this out. The new thing that was going to be done by God, was it an internal or an external thing? Work with me. There you go. I got the architect today. Thank you. It was an internal thing. Now, the men kind of, <laughs> Zechariah had to be dumb, and Joseph wasn't so sure, but it was an internal thing in the ladies. They were both going to have a new generation come through them. God's getting ready to do something new in your life. You've got to say yes to that. Otherwise, you stay where you are. And God says, if you follow me, John 8, 12, you'll not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And the light goes from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from strength to strength, from faith to faith, faith to faith. I missed one. Starts in Proverbs and goes all the way to uh, John. Glory to glory, grace to grace, strength to strength, faith to faith. Bright to brighter. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It shines brighter and, and brighter and brighter. Coming out of the dimness. I'm here to tell you, Tim Winter is not walking in the shadows anymore. Because I'm following Jesus, who's the light of life. And he said, you'll not walk in darkness. So the new things that I'm experiencing are part of God's plan. Now let's, uh, real quick, uh, Wendy, we jump down to 10. Let's do a couple of these uh, little um, these new number 10 slide, I think it is. These new things that God does. There's a new way of progressing. That's what I want to talk about. Let me remind you, God in Ezekiel chapter 36 and also in Jeremiah 32, God gives us a new heart. He gives you a new spirit. He gives you new wine. By the way, if you're getting new wine, you're going to need a new wineskin because every person that does that kind of a thing uh, my wife and Linda and Dawn like to go out on excursions and share the things of God and visit some of the distilleries and, and orchards and vineyards, and they've learned a lot about that. You need a new wineskin for new wine. Then God gives you a new way of thinking. Last week, I, I misquoted, so pardon me, I'll make a lot of mistakes, but I think God's in my mistakes. But in Philippians 4, 7, the new thought process, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things and the God of shalom, the God of peace will be with you. So there's a, a new way of thinking. There's a new way of praying. This gal back here uh, came and you got just, I, I thought you might even just kind of get overwhelmed by the love of God as the Holy Spirit was filling you last week. Is a new way to pray. You don't have to do it through your brain. You do it out of your spirit that is tapped into God and never ends. That's how you can pray without ceasing. Then there's a new land. Well, let's, let's now look at the new way of processing. I went over my one-minute introduction, so let's get into... Uh, but... I'll borrow Clark's words again. Say this with me. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Oh, man. Yeah, when Clark's preaching, he gets so excited. I said, Lord, let someone that splash on me. <laughs> I think I got the full wave today. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. I want to talk about a new way. I'll, I'll spend a couple of weeks in this, and then I believe Brother Bill's going to, or Pastor Bill's going to be sharing a revelation that God gave him out of uh, the life of Joseph in some of the weeks to come. But let's look together. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. And every place 
that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that I have given to you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness unto this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Wow! Moses is dead. I guess it's over. No, no, no. This is a new season. Joshua, you're the man. Point to your neighbor and say, you're the man. You're the woman. You're the man. You're the woman. I will not forsake you. So there's a new way. Wendy, we got to go to 13. I think I bumped, I bumped it. Okay, verse 6. So you've got a job to do, and you're the man. And by the way, you're not going to do this alone. <laughs> you're going to have everybody following you. The children of Israel are going to get this new land. Be strong. This is how it's going to happen. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people you shall divide for an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, has given to you, has commanded you, turn not from the right hand nor to the left, that it, you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law. Now notice the redundance here in some of these mandates or directives. He says it twice, repetition breeds consistency and also shares with us how important this is. This book of the law, boy, we taught this to our children when they were three and four and five years old. Come on, parents, let's take back what was taken away from you. Let's raise up a generation of Joshua's and Caleb's, of Esther's and Ruth's and Tim's and Clark's and anointed children that will say yes to Jesus and no to the enemy. Oh, my, I didn't get enough response on that. Someone will say no to a... Six, six? Was it six? No. Yeah, six-figure contract and say yes to a, a little church in some old Baptist frame building. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you. Amen. Although I would have liked to, you know, they treat those people good, I'm telling you what. I never forget after the Disney called me in. Well, they, don't, they, they, know, how to, how, how to, they know how to slide rejection. So it's palatable. And you still look like you won the Oscar. <laughs> After his agent on uh, Sunset Boulevard called and said, we need to meet with you, I thought, hmm, she doesn't sound too happy. Because when he lost it, she lost it. <laughs> they like a piece of that pie, too. Then we were driving, and I said, okay, okay. Mitch started to cry. No, he didn't start to cry. I started to cry. <laughs> you don't know my son. He got this... I thought, oh boy. And for my family, that could become seething anger. Mm -hmm. God needs to do a new thing. So I said, Mitch, we're going to take a drive. We were driving up through Beverly Hills. And I stopped and I said, look it. I counted six Ferraris in the driveway at one of them. Took a picture of it. I was trying to be happy, Mitch. We got to the top, and it's a dead end. Can't go any farther. And I said, look at this beautiful land. Why, Dad? Okay, okay. Why? I was going to use that money to pay off your church so we can... And I just thought, my God, I can't even touch this. Parents, teach your children the ways of the Lord. Turn off Sesame Street. And just read the Gospel of Matthew. I'll never forget that. That went in the book of, this is true stuff, eh? So now he's working like the rest of us. Hallelujah. Okay. But you've got to be strong and very courageous. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to most that is written, <laughs> to all that is written therein. For then, say then, then you'll make your way prosperous, Tim and Mitch and and every, every one of us, and then you'll have good success. So that's a really good plan. It came from God. Now, uh, then verse 9, 
God, now the third time, have I not commanded you? This is no longer a dialogue. This is, I can see him leaving the, the throne room of the Spirit of God, and God's on your way out. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, So, allow me to point out, and, and please observe, God's talking to the messenger, or to the man, the recipient of the message, and he's saying, this is for you, it's going in you, in order that it might go through you. It didn't take Joshua like it didn't take Mary long at all. She's processing, how can this be? I've never had sex. I haven't bought the lie. Oh, you pay for the lie. But you also buy the truth. Buy the truth, Proverbs, Solomon said. Sell it not. Do not trade. If you've paid for the truth, hold on to that at any cost. Because it's, it's not an entity. It's not an abstract. The truth is a person. His name is Jesus. He will reveal himself in all his fullness and splendor and goodness. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people. It's moving through him and said, pass through the host, command the people. Now he's delegating this commission he's gotten. He's delegating it to the leaders. Pass through the three and a half million men, not including women and children, and all the animals. Prepare victuals in three days. We'll pass over the Jordan to go and to possess the land which the Lord your God gives you. Now to all of my... Um, Former Israel travelers and missionaries, raise your hand if you've been on one, two, or three of those trips. Look at all these people. Remember when we were on Mount Nebo in Jordan? This is where they were gathered. They're looking across the Jordan River toward the city of Jericho, which was a walled defense. They're looking at where the new baptismal part, over the, over the black willow trees and the olive trees and the, the uh, cedars, and down there there's eucalyptus. It's a beautiful area, a little fertile valley. North of the Dead Sea, where Sodom and Gomorrah and the hosts of, of a disobedient perished. He's saying, get ready in three days. We're going over because Yahweh is giving us the land that he promised. So there's the commission. Now, let's go look at how this happens. And this is where I'll, I'll probably end and set up next week. I want to read some sentences that uh, the Lord spoke to me as I was um, just before him this week. So Joshua rose early in the morning. We'll jump ahead to chapter 3. This is working in him. It's already working through him, and the people are responding. So Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to the Jordan, to Jordan, not the country Jordan. It wasn't the country Jordan. It was called the wilderness, the Moabites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and the, uh, every other kind of ites were living there. And uh, they were about to have an encounter with the people following Joshua. They, they lodged there before they passed over. So they're getting ready to pass over into the land of promise. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark, now this is important. When you see, will you read aloud verse 3 B with me? When you see the ark of the covenant of Yahweh Elohim, and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then shall you remove from your place and go after it. Next, I'll, re I'll just read up here. And yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. And you can stop reading. Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Here's the whole message in a, in a, in a partial of a verse. When God's getting ready to do a new thing, he wants you to know that it's a new thing and it doesn't have your fingerprints on it. If a person is bound in a, in a habit or a life path and they can't get out of it, God's there because he's everywhere. Psalm 139, David reveals that humbly. Humbly, he says, God, I made my bed in hell when I was sleeping with the adulteress. Yeah, that's where you're living. And one day I awoke, and behold, I found you there. Well, did God just have a wrong turn? Siri, navigate Yahweh back to heaven. God was there. What did he do? He did a new thing in David. 
David, are you done sleeping around? Are you done with this? I'm here to help you out. So God was going to do a new thing. Say, I'm ready for the new thing. How is it going to happen? So, when he's going to do a new thing, he wants, he wants me to know, Tim, you haven't done this before. Stop acting like... So one time an apostle came from another country. He's sitting at my, he's sitting at my kitchen table. I love the man. He helped me a great deal. Saw the gift of God in my life. In fact, <laughs> this is the craziest thing. <laughs> I told him the story of Disney. He's wanting me to write books. Let's get this, let's get this publishing going. It's a good revelation. Let's do something with it. I'm thinking, well, I think I'm being a good dad right now. I'm helping my son. I remember him sitting at my table. Looks like Tim's got it all figured out. Oh, I don't have anything figured out. That's not what I'm... Don't, don't misinterpret my confidence for a know-it-all. I need Jesus every minute of my... I'm just being who I am. You know, I'm not the guy that's going to figure out how to get the rocket back from the moon. I'm the guy that's going to, hooray, they made it. <laughs> Confidence is not to be misinterpreted for arrogance. And I, I, I don't have it figured out. There's things that God's going to do in my life that I have no clue how he's going to do it. It's going to be a new thing. Now let me give you the key on how he's going to do it. When the people see the ark, let's back up one more. Back up, because this is where I want to stay, and then I'll read my sentences that will be done. It'll come to pass after three days. So the, there's three days going to happen, a three-day waiting period. It's kind of like when you sign the home loan, okay, or, or the, the Ferrari loan. I remember when we were at Disney, I was feeling really cocky for Mitch. I was feeling real cocky. <laughs> I remember going into the Lamborghini store. Remember that, Mitch? I walked in there, and I said, how much does that orange one cost? And the guy looked at me like, you're a loser. Get out of my store. <laughs> and I said, this is the next Tom Cruise. I said, how much does the orange ones cost? I'm his manager. You want to see the contract? He says, well. I said, can we drive it? He laughed at me. <laughs> he said, get out of here. <laughs> There's a waiting period. When you sign on the line or you think you're going to get it, God says, now you just wait and process what I'm about to do to make sure that you're still all in because I don't want you to get all wet. And if you want to stay on the pier and God said get in a boat, he'll, he's there on the pier. If you're supposed to uh, get in the boat and, or, or, or vice versa, he's there too. But here's what I want to point out. There's a three-day waiting period. In fact, I'll tie this all to Jesus in a moment. And it shall come to pass after three days, the officers went through, the apostles and prophets were gathered in the upper, upper room with Mary. I see such a parallel here to the resurrection and person of Jesus Christ. In fact, let me, let me ju just jump ahead. If you're a Hebrew student here, the word tr translated Joshua in Hebrew is Yehoshua. It's the Greek word Jesus. It's the same word Jesus. And it means salvation or deliverer. So Joshua following the law is really Jesus fulfilling the law. So Jesus is, is here in Joshua. In three days, we're going to move forward. And when you see the Ark of the Covenant, say Ark of the Covenant. What did the Ark of the Covenant represent? I'm looking for one word. It starts with a, pre, a P. Thank you. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence among the people. And so that's what God said you're to follow. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and the priest carrying it, then shall you remove your place and go after it. So what the Lord was saying is, in this new land that I'm taking you, do I have one more after that, Wendy? Would you see? Let me see what I wrote. Oh, no, okay, well, back up then. That is where I wanted to step. Now let me switch panels here. Thank you for your patience. The new way of progressing forward into a land that you have never occupied is by following the presence of God. The way you interpret it, 
No. It's by following the presence of God as it's displayed in your leaders. No presence of God in your leaders? Stay on the pier. The presence of God is in your leaders? Get in the boat. Jesus said in John verse 12 of chapter 8, I am the light of I am the light of the I am the truth, I am the way. You buy the truth, you follow the light, you learn the way. But you go in the way as the presence of God is there to confirm the way. I was with a, another a executive of a company uh, not too long ago. And uh, I was, he was pouring out his heart to me and asking me for it doesn't come to this church. So it was amazing. Sometimes people go you know, where they think they know they can get to help. And I was willing to help. And the conversation drifted back to the, the church. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, how's it going? Well, you know, hmm. Oh, I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know that was in the news. It was a very negative story about a, a leader. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not sorry. Fine. Doesn't bother me none. And I just listened to where this person was. They're not following the presence of God. They're following the personality of a man. That's doomed to fail. Jesus wants us to know our leaders. It, it, are, are their lives exemplifying the, well, Hebrews chapter 10. Follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You know, what, what does his wife say? What does his banker say? What is all that? So what, what did the children say? Are the children in subjection? Are they, come on, come on, this is all, all, this is all in the whole package, you know. Yeah, okay, it's real quiet. So don't come near unto it that you may know the way which you must go. For Tim, you haven't gone this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord's going to do wonders above you, among you. And Joshua spoke unto the priests. And, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark, then you remove. It's an interesting thing that God said, Stay 2,000 cubits behind the presence of God. Now, let me just throw a couple of ideas out to you. A cubit, if we use the, the standard measurement of tip of elbow to tip of longest finger, it, it averaged out to be 18 inches. So what the Lord was saying, when the presence of God is moving forward, and, and things happen, I'll share that next week, that God stopped things all the way back to Adam so these people could move forward. That means he arrests whatever's in your family tree, your family river, and says this is a new season, and you're the man, you're the woman. This is your chance to move forward into a new land, and I want you to follow the presence. Uh, 2,000 cubits is 3,026 feet. So that's over, that's, that's one half of a mile plus a little bit. That means you're following your leaders as the, once the concrete is hard. Do you ever hear, hear, hear the excited uh, leader or, or, you know, staff person or, or leader? I just read this this morning. Everybody do this. I quit smoking this morning. Throw those cigarettes away. Slow down and give me a light. I'm not done with my cigarettes yet. You be you, and I'll see if it works for you. That's what God's saying. If you can't say this works for me, then stay in the line and wait till it works. Because it will work. And, and Abraham, you, you, don't need to go, you don't need to go with Hagar. It's going to work. You just haven't waited long enough yet. How many of you got prayers that haven't, haven't come on, let's, we're still in line. I'm waiting for God to do it. See, when God buried his worker Moses... When God buried his worker Moses, it didn't mean the work was over. God buries his workmen, but the work continues. And here we're told that leaders must be strong, leaders must be courageous, leaders must listen well and obey God clearly. You, you hold me to that. Boy, it's quiet. I'm glad my dear sister's smiling. And then, okay, so now let me give you a couple of even ifs. The land was God's idea of blessing. The new thing was God's idea because Moses, you're done. Now Joshua's in your place. He's going he's to increase my people. And you, 
Joshua is going to get honored. The people are going to increase. In fact, from the Mediterranean Sea, where are we? Oh, I wish I had a pointer here. All the way from here, Mediterranean is over here, to the Tigris-Euphrates, which is over here. Now they've got a little sliver. They're fighting out of their, you know, out of their own strength to keep a state the size of New Jersey. That's not what God's satisfied with. He wants us to have all the land. He wants your spirit, soul, mind, and body. He can do a new thing. Supernaturally, not by your might or your power, but by his spirit. And the beautiful thing about the church is he's doing this simultaneously in different levels at every person. So we have so many celebrations. This needs to be a house of good words. No no disease. No sin spoke. Don't get up here and talk about what the devil did. The devil was defeated on the day when Jesus said, it is finished. Come on. Tell me what Jesus is doing. Oh, my, oh, my. So the leader was done. The, uh, the new leader was here. And, and, and the current occupiers of the land, watch this. God was okay with removing those that occupied the land so the new uh, tenants could come in. Those, that's you and that's me. The written laws, the written laws of God would be most important to the success of this endeavor. Most, or most, uh, the Lord says himself, be courageous. Give attention to the word of God and teach that to your children. Memorize them. Memorize these things so that when, you, when you're not having them in front of you, they'll kick in and move you forward. Read the words, learn the meaning, remember the words and do them. So the families would settle in this new and great land. Now, that's right, I can't touch it. I've got to give it the apple touch. Come on. This is really good. So here's our summary. You have not passed this way before. This is the first time you're here. I want you to watch your step and follow closely, but behind in your position. Do you ever see a ministry that gets out and just runs in, you know, without, without authority, without a covering, without a blessing, and uh, it just doesn't have the same impact? The Lord was telling these people, as I give you a new land and do a new thing, make sure you follow your leaders who are carrying the manifest presence of Jesus. And these signs shall follow, Mark 16, them that in my name they'll. Yeah. So we carry that presence. This was a new plan of advancement. And the plan was to follow, follow my word, not Pharaoh's. Follow my leaders, not the taskmasters. Listen to the words of my servants who are serving you, not the words of the Pharaoh's leaders who were burdening you. So, let's play a little uh, Jeopardy as we close on what's new. Category, what's new for 10, please. (laughs) Even though you might make a wrong decision or become trapped in a wrong habit, I'll still take you into this land. Category, what's new for 20, please. I will carry the weight of the guilt and I will deliver you from the Lasting penalty of sin. You say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm saying thank you on behalf of you, on behalf of me, on behalf of all that have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Category, what's new for 30, please? Tim, I'm going to even forget that you ever were guilty. I'm going to forget that you ever did. What's, what people or the adversary will remind you so that they try to make you never forget. I've already forgotten. Follow me out of dimness into the light of the glory of God's grace. Category, what's new for 50? Tim, Clark, Kathy, I'm going to confer. I'm going to impute. We have an attorney in our attorney turned missionary. Many, many do, because they realize truth and equity and justice only can be sourced in God. It's bigger than man. This is what God does about that. Category, what's new for 50? 
I'm going to grant you the power of attorney in all the earth. <laughs> in a land that you didn't buy, over a people that hate you, over resources that you could never manage, I will give you the power of attorney access with all access through prayer by following the presence in my leaders. If God's not answering prayers here, then let's shut it down. Let's all move to where he is. So that's what I've devoted my life to. But I'm telling you, he is answering prayers here. Ask, ask Alicia how, how the Holy Ghost filled her last week. Now, ask any parent that's got the horns of the altar and, and sees a prodigal already home, already dressed in righteousness, already proclaiming the glories and the goodness of God. It takes courage. It takes strength. Amen. It's a new thing. How about uh, category, uh, what's new for 800, please? I'll teach you, Tim, how to bring the dividends of heaven to earth into your new land and into your new relationships. And... Uh, Category, what's new for 1,000? Okay. I got the daily double going here. After, after this proprietorship is complete on earth, Tim, <laughs> Joshua, I will introduce you to the heavenly kingdom that is everywhere, never ends, and specially prepared for you. Are you in that line? Will you stand up? Are you in this line? Are you on this journey? I know you are. Will you say yes with me as we uh, look to the words of John 3? Wendy, the last one, number 18, I'm through. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus is our Joshua. He's the type. He's the fulfillment. And I want to invite you along with me to say yes to him today. Will you say yes to God's plan for your life? Would you just close your eyes and just get ready to say yes? And at the conclusion of this simple prayer, I'm going to invite our, our missionaries that are hitting out to help the fatherless, the unwed mothers, and the children. We're going to pray for them and stretch forth our hands to them. I'm going to invite my elders to come uh, right now as I'm praying. Might we agree in this prayer and say yes to God at His invitation to come to his, into His heavenly kingdom? Say this with me. I say yes... To your plan, God. I say yes to your Son, God. I say yes to your Holy Spirit, God. And now I say thank you for the invitation into your family through Jesus Christ, your Son. And I thank you for the forgiveness of my sins, the removal of all my guilt and shame and the establishment of my life on solid ground. I'm looking forward to what you're going to do with my life in this season of a new thing. In Jesus' name, let's give Him thanks and praise. Amen. Thanks for listening to a recent message by Senior Pastor Tim Winter. Please visit eaglesnestchurch.com.